My name is Allison, and you're listening to the World Harmony Project Radio, where I use social media to address the complex issues behind the simple question, why can't we all just get along? Hello, Melissa. Hi there, Allison. How are you? I am doing great as usual. It's great to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm excited too. In fact, I'm going to do a little intro right now, so I sound professional. Okay. <laughs> the World Harmony Project focuses on creating a healthy, tolerant, and peaceful world. And today I'm talking with Melissa Reyes, who has a presence all over the internet and is well-versed in many social media platforms. And Melissa fits the ideals of the World Harmony Project in that she promotes health, tolerance, and peace in all of her work in a variety of ways. And I'm going to throw out four words that describe what you do. Okay. <laughs> Artist writer, producer, host. And there's probably a bunch more words. Oh, I like those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, if you could maybe just introduce yourself a bit and um, let people know who you are. I know some people will already recognize you. Well, uh, thank you. My name is Melissa Reyes, and I know that's a pretty popular name. So mm -hmm. I do uh, go by Ms. Meliz on social media, and my website is MsMeliz.com, and I've been a blogger uh, for about eight years, and so that's how I started really writing publicly, and I was just sharing, a, you know, my personal um, journey, you know, kind of a journal blog, and mm -hmm. that, that grew to a lot more, and so I'm not going to start with like, you know, I was born as, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, um, so I, I became a self-published writer and a life coach. And um, because of those things, I got pretty well versed in social media. And I've, I found um, that I really love doing live streaming and podcasting as well. So that got to be where now I'm producing other live stream shows and I host an interview show, and I found that I, I love in, um, interviewing um, authors and people who have um, made documentaries, and particularly people who have found their purpose and passion in life and help other people. And so it's been really interesting and fun to meet people all around the world who are doing things to, to make a difference in this world and to help others. Yeah, you've had some really interesting people. Um, I wanted to, uh, of all those titles that we've thrown out now that describe you, maybe you could tell us a little bit about each one. So if I uh, throw out the word artist, can you talk a little bit about you and your art? Well, you know, I always loved art. Um, and I did a challenge. Um, I found, gosh, a couple years ago, um, I came across, a, I was looking up the word mandala. I wanted to find out more about mandalas. I think I was doing a, 
um, a vision board. As a matter of fact, I'm working on a vision board workshop right now uh, that I'm that I'm helping with people to make their vision board. And at that time, I was working on the same thing, and I was looking for a mandala um, to put in to, to incorporate into that. And I found a mandala website called 100mandalas.com, and there was a 100 mandalas challenge where you would draw a, or color in a mandala every day, you know, a hundred in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a little bit just before they became popular in coloring books. And so the, the website actually provided, you know, templates to print out and color in, or you could learn how to draw them yourself. And so I started doing that and loved doing that. And, um, you know, it just kind of reignited um, some feelings that I had that I had always wanted to learn how to draw and um, paint. And so that's kind of how it started a few years ago. And um, I never really thought of myself as an artist. I found I kind of thought like I was a crafter. I liked to do projects or I would like to make things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I felt I would consider myself art, someone who's artistic or, you know, maybe had handy or crafty. But then um, then I met online, I met my friend Cindy, and she really loved my art. She liked, because I used to do it, you know, on Snapchat or on Meerkat, pop the camera up and kind of like draw while I was talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she found me and thought, you know, what, what are you doing? That's beautiful. What's a mandala? You know, a lot of people don't know what a mandala is. And it was just what I was really into because I was trying to complete that challenge. And, um, and then she beat, she's an art teacher. So she, she kind of challenged me again as let's, you know, let's bring the artist out in you. And um, so that's kind of how I, I finally felt like I could call myself an artist. <laughs> Well, you're selling artwork now, aren't you? Yeah. So um, the mandalas, If at first I had all these mandalas and some of the, the ones that I really, you know, I loved and, and Cindy's encouragement, I ended up putting um, on Redbubble so you can get them in prints or on, you know, mugs or different products or whatever. And um, I, I love the pillowcases the most. And then uh, she made stencils with them, so uh, which is really neat because then uh, in the art classes that we do online with Paint with Heart, um, we use those stencils to do other art projects. So mm. it's kind of neat to see what originally was a drawing that I made that then I made into a painting that then we made into a stencil is now going into somebody else's painting or drawing. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, it's just, um, uh, it's really fun. Um, and, and then of course I've got, I used to have on the back wall behind me as a backdrop on my live stream shows when I did 10 minutes in Tinseltown, uh, I had pictures that I would, put, um, print out from, that I would find from the internet that were very colorful that I liked, um, different people that I knew, the artists that I, I wanted to emulate and I would print it out and post it and people thought that was my artwork and they would always ask me, is that your artwork? I'd say, oh, no, I, I can never draw like that. I just, you know, I love art. <laughs> Behind me on the wall is all my own artwork. So that has just nice. been a, a fun accomplishment. And I have I have more markers and pens and, and 
paint and acrylic paint and paintbrushes all around my house than I ever imagined I would. And I have an art, an art studio, you know, room where it's just, it is like my dream. I always, I, I, I envisioned myself like this at this age when I was a young person, and, hmm. but I, but I went for a good 20 years in between thinking that's never going to happen. I think it's cool that it happened because of your interest in social media. Exactly. It really did. It brought out so much in me. Yeah. And um, and what about the word writer? Well, you know, that was a dream that I had as a child as well. And that when I became a blogger, um, a, a friend of mine who was following me um, for my journal blog, and she was a friend from church, she encouraged me to go to a blogging conference and to get to join a blogging group. And I didn't really even know what a blogger was um, or blogging was or Facebook groups were at the time. And she said, you know, I think you're a very prolific writer and I think that more people should, you know, read your work. And I thought, well, well, that sounds good because I've always wanted to be a writer. I was influenced by um, um, A Woman of Independent Means was my favorite book and that story of, you know, Lisa, Louisa May Alcott were, uh-huh. you know, the, the generations of women. I was very influenced by that. And I always wanted to write a story that kind of came about as from a journal or from letters. And so uh, that's kind of why I was, I, I wrote my journal publicly because I kind of felt like, well, someday I might make something out of this. Mm-hmm. And so when when I had that encouragement at a time that I was at kind of a low point in my life, those two things coming together just ignited something in me. And then, you know, um, it just really kind of gave me a goal. And I set a goal that I was going to self-publish a book from my writing in my blog. Mm -hmm. And um, if I could do that, then I would, consider myself a writer. I wasn't going to consider myself a writer until I could publish the book. And, and I did do that. Yeah. Congratulations. Can you tell us a little (laughs) bit about the book? It's called, this is the sound of my soul, which is a line from the song um, true by Spandau Ballet, which was Mm -hmm. one of my favorite bands when I was in high school. In fact, my um, senior quote in my yearbook was from that band. And I, I just always loved that band. And so it was a big, that in itself is a little story because I got, you know, to um, get permission from Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet from his, um, his, not him personally, but his um, production studio or whatever to use the title as my book. And they, they gave me a line to write in my, in my book that says I have express, uh, express permission from Gary Kemp to use that as my title. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I'm, I'm very, I live in Southern California and Los Angeles and I'm very influenced by those kinds of things. The Hollywood kind of Tinseltown thing has always been my flair, my passion kind of like to add a little bit of that fun twist to things. And so, you know, that I think was, this is the sound of my soul. It was just a reflection of who I am and what I was going through at the time was I had suffered a pretty deep depression that came from just going through postpartum depression and then having to deal with the loss of my parents. Both my parents died within a few years and then my sister died. 
and my sister died of the same disease that my mom had, which was liver disease. And she was diagnosed at 50. She died at, she was 55 when she died. And my, my mom actually had the liver disease when she was around 60. She had a liver transplant um, and lived for another uh, 13 years, which was wonderful. And so yeah. then she had the liver disease at that again. And so, um, you know, it's very prevalent in my family. And so I had dealt with a lot of illness and, and death and my dad died suddenly. And so, you know, just a lot of heavy stuff yeah. at the time where I was raising my little kids and dealing with, um, you know, your typical struggles with marriage. I got married pretty young and just, I just had a lot of stuff that, that hurt my heart. And I felt like just sick and guilty all the time. And, yeah. you know, so I worked through all of that through my writing and journaling and blogging and I did all this self care and I did it kind of in a public way and I put it all together in a book and I set a whole bunch of goals like, you know, becoming a certified professional life coach, which was like finishing a class and getting a cert certification. That was a big goal for me yeah. and then publishing the book and, you know, so those things, accomplishing those things were, um, were just real big milestones for me. Yeah. And yeah. I can tell that you're a goal setter. You, you like to, to see something in your future and go for it. I ne yeah. Well, I never had been before. I always felt up until that point that I would have ideas and never do them. And I didn't feel like I, I, I never really did anything I set out to do. I never finished anything. That's why even becoming an artist or, or, or being able to finish a, a hundred day challenge that's a huge accomplishment for me, yeah. you know, before I would, I would get these ideas and I would be the one who would who'd buy the kit and never open it or, you know, get the program and never complete it or, yeah. you know, take, you know, just never, I never, I didn't finish college. I didn't, you know, I just had a lot of starts and, yeah. um, you know, as it was, you know, I just, I, I dropped out of college to take care of my mom when she was sick the first time. I never went back. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was huge for me to be able to come around and, and get to a point where I could complete those things and change my life. Yeah, yeah, I can see. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so now I want to help other people do that. That's kind of, I want to be able to help other people see that, you know, they can make a change. It was a, it was a, conscious decision to say I can I need to make a change I, I need to I want to be happy that's where how it all started yeah that does kind of lead me to inspiring adventures because obviously there's a, a lot of inspiration involved which does motivate people to get out there and achieve so what <laughs> is that all about well it it came out of Actually, I have to say that Tinseltown was the first one so I was being interviewed for my book on a podcast it's like okay. this <laughs> who's interviewing me was a life coach and so she was asking me um you know about my goals and what I was doing just kind of like you are now <laughs> and I had said something like oh I just think that you're so cool with having your own podcast I always wanted to have a podcast or some type of show and she said those magic words that of course being a motivated person at the time and having been sitting on he said to me, well, why don't you? <laughs> I'm like, I don't.
but I don't have an answer for that. That's for me to say, why don't you? Because I have no reason to not do this. I've always wanted to do it. And so um, that night, I couldn't stop thinking about it all night, thinking about um, these ideas that I had. And I planned, I, I literally wrote it all out. I was planned for having a, a podcast called 10 Minutes in Tinseltown, where I would interview people. But I didn't want to interview celebrities. I wanted to interview friends of mine or people that I met online through social media that who were just like winning, who were just doing, rocking in the in their world yeah. that I could showcase that they were, you know, kind of had achieved what they wanted to achieve or found their purpose, found their passion. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was doing that and I, and, and then I got to the point where I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe this isn't the right thing to do. I was ready to move on. I met Cindy. I was doing the paint with heart thing and, um, getting out more ideas and it was growing and growing. And I was starting to think that maybe I should not do tinsel town. It just, wasn't like the celebrity part of it kept getting in the way. Yeah. And the last interview I did um, for that year that I was thinking was going to be my last, I was just going to, you know, close it and finish it out. And I told the person, this is going to be the last one that I do. And we were talking about how the inspiration was what the part that I loved the most. And that, um, you know, that, and then we were also talking about how, I loved the adventure of, you know, kind of the romanticism of talking to people and hearing their story. Right. And so something about that inspiring adventure came together in that conversation. And he's like, you're not done with this. I have a feeling you're going to keep doing this <laughs> and it's going to be your inspiring adventure. And I said, you know what? I think you're right. I think I'm going to have to call it that. <laughs> and this, so that's how it turned out. And it, it just, it had a new, a rebirth with that name and everybody that I talked to since then, I just thought, oh, I want to hear your inspiring adventure. And, oh, I just get the chill just right now thinking about it because it, it is, it's just a wonderful way to express somebody's, you know, accomplishment or desire or their life, you know, and who wouldn't want to tell you about their story that way? Did inspiring adventures ever begin as a podcast or was it totally no, live stream? It's yeah, it started as a live stream show that I was doing on my own um channel. I wanted I at the time Lab had finished <laughs> was <laughs> over and I was searching for different things. I was using Smile Time and um I think B Live had kind of just started maybe and um, so I was shop shopping around Crowdfire. I can't remember all the different names. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were all popping up. And so I was, I was just playing around with all of them at the time when I was first started with, with, um, with Inspiring Adventures. So it was really difficult. They're all on YouTube, and you can see they all have a different format. Pretty much every interview is, <laughs> is done with a different way, but throughout the year it grew and developed. And so it, uh, then I joined bubbler media and I, and the whole time I was waiting for Facebook to come out with their ability to be able to stream because I really wanted it to, to be on Facebook. I felt like that's where my audience was. Mm -hmm. I was always trying to get people who I knew that were on Facebook to come to these other apps to see the live stream videos and then I was always on live stream videos meeting people 
who I didn't know. And I was just trying to match the two. And um, when, when we finally were able to stream live to, to Facebook, either from straight from your computer or from your phone, using an app, whatever, it just, that's when Inspiring Adventures really grew because then I could have a page called Inspiring Adventures and then, you know, just, it just really grew. That was, this year is going to even be better because it's a lot more, more concise and planned out instead of just developing, it's got a strategic plan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who, who have you interviewed? Can you name a a few people? Oh, off the top of my head, the, the, yes, (laughs) I, I interviewed 26 people in 2017 for inspiring adventures. Wow. And yes. And so, um, but I, the, some that just come to the top of my mind was uh, so impressive and so amazing. I got to interview Taryn Brumfit, who uh, was the maker of the documentary Embrace. And a lot of people will remember her story because she was the one who her viral photograph, her photographs went viral when she posted a before and after picture of herself in the nude. She's not, I mean, she's delicately covered, so it's not like, She's obviously naked, but it's not like a nude picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's covering her, her private parts, but <laughs> it's her before. Her before picture is where she is um, in perfect shape. She's a bodybuilder. She's wearing a bikini. She looks amazing. Her after picture is where she's gained weight. She's got a little flab. It's her, you know, she's had children and she, her body's kind of, you know, um, more in a natural state. Mm-hmm. And it just made like a crazy, um, you know, internet buzz. And she was so appalled by some of the um, negative, um, you know, uh, attention that it got because people were like saying it was a horrible thing that she did, that she put the after picture being the, you know, the one where she was out of shape. Um, She decided to do this in this um, body image um, documentary. And she went around the world and talked to people about body image. And it's a very, very powerful, amazing uh, documentary. And she's a wonderful lady. So she's from Australia. Mm-hmm. So um, so I got to, to meet her online and have a wonderful conversation with her. Mm-hmm. And then the other person, um, another person, they're all wonderful, but, but another person I met was uh, Leon Lagathetis. And he's from England. He, he actually lives in the United States now. But he's um, he did documentary on Netflix called the uh, Kindness Diaries, uh-huh. you know. And so what he decided to do with his fortune uh, was to leave his job as a broker, and um, you know he decided to take you know um, I think one time he did it where he went on a ten dollars a day just to see how much he can, how he could survive off of $10 a day in the kindness of others on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And then, um, and then with the kindness diaries, he actually went around the world. He went to, I don't know, 17 different countries and, and on the, just based on the kindness of others where every day in the morning, he didn't know where he'd end up sleeping that night. And, and he just kind of traveled from place to place. But the interesting thing was that once he met somebody who was kind to him, and when he noticed that there was a need that they might have, then he was able to, to turn around the next day and say, because you were so kind to me, I want to help you. And he was able to give them whatever it was that they needed. 
And if every episode that you watch from him is just like a tearjerker. It's amazing because he does so many wonderful things for people. And I think the most memorable one for him was that he asked somebody to, if he could stay with them that night and uh, that he had met, you know, walking in the street and they, and it was, in, I think it was Chicago. And the person said, I would love to give you a place to stay, but I'm actually currently homeless. And, but you can stay with me if you want, I can give you a dry place, a dry place to sleep and I can make you a meal. And so he went for it and he slept on the street with this man who was homeless and um, it was a really humbling experience. And so he had a lot of amazing experiences like that. Right. So right. he was a great guy. In fact, he came to my home and we did the interview in my home studio. Yeah. And I made dinner for him. It was really neat. <laughs> So, yeah, he's a nice guy. And so, you know, and then I met Gabriella Vandre, and um, Gabriella uh, is actually called the kindness, act, the kindness advocate, or com often referred to as the kindness ad activist. Hmm. And so she has um, been called that by the media because she just really speaks up for kindness. And she does an initiative around the world that a lot of people have heard this too, because I think some other campaigns have taken it over where she likes to pass the ball on kindness. Yeah. And, you know, so that's one of her things. And she speaks around the world about kindness. And she is one of the, she calls herself one of the first international adoptees, I think. Well, she was um, a, um Pakistani baby who was, abandoned or put up for adoption and I think oh I think it was Switzerland but then she was adopted and brought to the U.S. so she's just a really international baby <laughs> and she's an amazing lady so wow. yeah, some really amazing wonderful kind and generous and and um humanitarians really people right. amazing people, people doing things for a lot of people who want to help a lot of people yeah, I have to thank you for bringing those people to us. I, to me, that's what social media is its really doing its best to help create that healthy, tolerant, and peaceful world that, that I'm going for when I, you know, find people on the World Harmony Project. So that's why I was so happy that you said yes, because oh. I, I would love people to watch your inspiring adventures. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I love it. I, you know things I do is I've talked to a lot of authors who write books and the subjects are, are usually just about good things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dr. Noor, who's the person who wrote the first book about the science of love, the neurologist. Yeah. And he wrote a book about love and, and I mean, you know, just really unique people. And there's, um, uh, um, Dr. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna forget her name. Joy. Um I always forget her name. Oh my gosh, she's I'm the worst. She's um she's a lawyer, but she wrote a book about minerals okay. because she had a friend who passed away who had um mineral deficiency. So she's devoted her life and her her life's work to be able to um start a foundation so that people could get tested to find out if they needed to be to to supplement with it with minerals huh. isn't that amazing yeah you know i just yeah. think it's really neat when somebody has 
you know, their whole life devoted to a career or something, and then they're able to do something like that. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, you yeah. obviously were inspired to create your Year in Bloom, and I'd love for you to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> well, um, when I started uh, uh, years ago with the theme for every year, like a one-word intention, um, that came out of my first book when I started writing um, in the blog. It was a challenge. Uh, again, another challenge, <laughs> something that I took on, but I've been doing it every year since then. And so um, for this past year, 2017, I wanted to do my year in bloom. Um, and I thought, um, you know, I felt like I was coming to a, an age where I was blooming, where I was really blossoming and having kind of a full bloom effect where you know, you, they, it's common to say that a, a woman blossoms at a certain age or whatever. You know, I felt like I was at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to make my life coaching practice be centered around a year where you can go through um, cultivating um, growth, thriving, and bloom. Mm -hmm. So um, my words were grow, thrive, and bloom. And then it was the overall year in bloom. And I took my, um, you know, I took the whole year to discover this, this feeling of going through that process. Um, and it was really, really, really wonderful. And at the beginning of the year, I wanted to take um, kind of a challenge where I would come up with a word every day, um, you know, just to kind of a positive word. And I would post that on my, on my um, private Facebook group as an inspiration and then I make a meme and put it on Instagram. After about three months of doing this, which I fully intended on doing it for a whole year, I had so many words and it was getting kind of tedious. And I thought I need, I should do something with this. And Cindy and I kind of talked about it and um, we came up with an idea to make the card deck mm -hmm. and um, make the, da the daily affirmation guidebook. Yeah. And so we, we put together phrases with each of the words and, and that kind of really played off of the whole year in bloom because prior to that, I, um, I had been taking photographs of flowers. So in preparation for the year in bloom, so I had lots of pictures of, of roses and flowers. So we combined that with the phrases and the words mm -hmm. and we, you know, produced this beautiful, I think it's beautiful <laughs> card, card deck where you can choose one card, and randomly and it has a very pretty picture a word and a phrase and you can use that for your you know whatever practice you you do if that's if you're if you're into like you know fortune telling or if you're into prayer or mm -hmm. just having a focus for the day or you know yeah it just it's really neat i love it well i actually um have pulled cards from it and for the beginning of this year I pulled, I deliberately found words. I went through all the words and I pulled all the ones that related to the year that I intend to have. And words So like, you chose the words I that did. resonated I with did. you. I think that's neat. I've never <laughs> done it that way. Yeah. Um, like words like delight, because that has a, a particular meaning and just, just different words about reinvention. That was the other one. Just, uh -huh. um, and because I want to focus on those words, I want, I want to keep them 
in the forefront and having them as part of the deck was really cool that I was able to pull mm-hmm. those out and, and they related so well to, to what I planned to do in 2018, which of That's course, awesome. now that brings me to your 2018 action. Yes, the, the year of action. Actually, after having a year in bloom, and I chose action as the word we, I, I for a split, I don't know, minute, <laughs> I considered having this be the year in boom, or year of boom. <laughs> and so um, I thought that would be fun, a year of, in boom, <laughs> and the action, you know, like, I don't know why. But, um, and Cindy was very excited about it. She started telling people, I'm like, no, you know what, I, I don't think I can go, I don't think I can use that for a whole year. I'm already tired of it. But for that moment, it was really fun. Um, just because I wanted something to be like, you know, I, immediately I knew I did not want to be known as like, bam, like, you know, forever was like bam you know I didn't want to be the one going around going boom boom all the time it just wasn't going to be me I know you know and so I'm sure I'm going to tell this story all year long but um but the action is the part that people remember and the fact that um this is going to be the year that we put all those plans and all those those ideas and all the stuff that we've been growing into and blooming about, we're going to make those things happen. And so action is a very exciting word. It took me a while to decide on that. I I thought about a driven was really, or drive was the first word I thought, or determined. I was feeling like I'm, I'm going to make something happen. I'm very determined, you know, and I, I really, it took me a while, but once that came up, I thought, this is it action it makes me feel like I want to get up and go mm-hmm. and um so I I don't know if you've heard of these bracelets this um myintent.org mm-hmm. um okay so myintent.org has uh you can order these little bracelets and they they um you can ask for whatever word that you want that you choose and they will send you one that's kind of engraved but okay. you can also get the kit so that you can engrave whatever words you want on it. So I got the kit. So I have these little bracelets. That way, if anybody wants to maybe order a deck for me and they choose the word for the year, I could send them a bracelet with it. And I could put the word that they chose on there. Okay. And then, um, but so I made myself an action one and I'm wearing it. And, um, you know, I just, I, I love it. I love looking at it every day. And it has, and then on the other side, it says hashtag my intent. And it's just, it really is what it's about just to feel like anytime I feel like, what should I do? Shall I think about that for another day? Or shall yeah. I make, you know, you know, a call or shall I talk it over with my family? And I look at my little bracelet and I think about my work. No, I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a bracelet. That's a really, really good idea. You know, it's just, um, you know, it, it just makes me, it's that, it's just right there. It's part of who I am every day. I noticed that you are doing check-ins now. What's, what's that on Instagram? Oh, that's an accountability thing that I'm doing. And you know what? Um, so I, so <laughs> I got a treadmill. I bought a treadmill and because I wanted to start exercising and I didn't want to go to the gym. And um, I have, I live in a really nice neighborhood and a lot of people around here walk and there's a swimming pool and I've been here for four years and I just never got in the habit of doing it. 
And that's why I didn't join the gym, you know, because I lived here. I thought, oh, I should be walking outside. And and I just, you know, I'm one of these people who, like, I, I'm not going to beat myself up over that. It's my year of action. I knew I wanted to, um, to, to take another step in my health progress because in a year in bloom, it was to, my goals were to be my healthiest, happiest, and best self. Yeah. And I was healthier than I'd been in years. And I did set goals for myself that I achieved, but I felt like I felt a little short with when it came to actually fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, I did increase my health and I, and I got better test results. Um, and I, and I lost weight and I improved my, you know, blood sugar levels and all of that stuff. And I'm really happy with the results but I felt like I still needed to do more and I wanted to make a commitment and I wanted to be accountable for it. And Mm -hmm. so I was inspired by a friend that I met online. Um, Her name is Irene and she is in Ireland. She's one of my video reply day buddies. I'm in a group called hashtag video reply day on Twitter. And we talk every day. There's about 23 people in the group all from there were nine different countries. And um, we tried to do a call. It's really hard because we're at different time, nine different time zones. Um, but anyway, she is. Um, she went through a fitness journey herself, where she had been. Um, she thought she was really, really healthy and everything, and she had a heart attack. Mm. And you know, she had to recover from that, and so she ended up. You know, she's been on this twelve-week fitness journey, and she posts these pictures of herself working out like almost every day on Instagram. And, you know, I thought that was something like younger people do, (laughs) but you know, she's been doing it and it's been, um, you know, it's been an inspiration for me and it got me motivated. And I thought, you know what, if I did it just once a week, I can't go every day or every time I work out, but once a week on a Friday, I'm just going to check in. I'm going to post it on face on Instagram so that she can see it. And I know that she'll be happy and she'll encourage me. So I told her a couple of weeks before I started that I had a surprise for her. And when I got the treadmill, the first day I got it, I took a video of myself and I posted it. And I told her I was going to walk to Ireland, theoretically, <laughs> on my treadmill. And I'm not going to stop till I get there. And <laughs> it just blew her away. And I got so much. I, I was just blown away by how many people. I think I got 278 likes that day. Wow. And um, all these people, and I never, I usually average around 20. Um, you know, I just, I couldn't believe the response. Everybody was just so supportive. And everybody, people I hadn't heard from for a long time were telling me about their experiences. Oh, God, I'm going to cry. It oh. just, yeah, it just meant a lot. It really did. It meant a lot to me. And it made me feel really good. And it felt like, you know what, this is a good thing. I need to do this. I was, it was a huge decision to make to purchase uh, something like that is something yeah. that a lot of people said don't do it it's going to end up being you know you throw your clothes, hanger. clothes on it exactly and um or get it used or whatever and I looked at used ones I really um you know did a lot of research on on the benefit of of getting a new one because of a warranty and because of used one, you don't know how long or what's wrong with it. Like, like I did really think through it a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. something that I do. Um, so I felt really comfortable with that decision, but then I thought I still needed a little more accountability. Like if I put something out there into 
the um, social media community than I know from my experience with the book and the blog and the shows. Once I say I'm going to do something publicly, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. And that was something that I hadn't ever committed to publicly because I knew that if I did, I'd have to do it. <laughs> and so here I am. This is it. It's the big one. My year of action. There's no going no, back. I, I love it. I love it. It's very inspirational. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> you know, um, I've, I used to exercise a lot when I was in my 30s. Um, and then that's part of how I did get uh, or help me get one of the things helped me get out of the depression that I was going through you know um the doc you know the doctors that I saw I had a lot of doctors and you know they really wanted me to do exercise and one of the things that motivated me at the time was that the YMCA had free babysitting and I would do anything just to have somebody take care of my baby for an hour (laughs) and I (laughs) you know because I was just it was hard and so I would take the baby and I'd take the old, I had three kids under five, so I'd take the two older ones to daycare, and I'd take my baby, and I would go and do exercise and yoga and kickboxing and swimming, and I was just there every day, and I was really, I did, oh, I did um, karate, mm-hmm. and I loved it, and I felt really good, physically fit, and it helped, helped me, um, you know, it, in a lot of ways, the karate helped me build the confidence. And then of course, you know, just the exercise is something that I really needed. And so I, I know how to do physical fitness. I know, you know, what my, what it feels like to be, have that type of energy and to have that response. And, but I just had not been in the practice for a (laughs) and now later my body just (laughs) doesn't do the same kinds of things but it's so great to have that that help on social media are you laughing yes (laughs) (laughs) i i lost the connection for a second but yeah it's it's, um yeah it's like learning a different way and I had to accept that because my first thing was like I'm just gonna hop on here and start walking everything's been great and I little kind of overdid it I got injured Uh. so yeah it's but but I've got like hundreds of people giving me advice yeah that's the wonderful thing I think um you know with social media there's so much support out there. There's always somebody going through what you're going through, probably dozens of people. And to be able to yeah. find those people is just, I just, I just think it's just one of the very best things that I love about the internet and the way that we use social media in a positive way. Yeah, it is. And, and it's humbling. It really is because you don't ever, I don't ever expect it. I'm surprised again and again. I put something out there with an intention to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then I end up being the one who's, i cry again, gets I, yeah. to get so much support. It's just, it's overwhelming. Most definitely. And, um, and so this interview has a little bit over 40 minutes. Oh so I want to um, make sure that we include information about your show that you do on live stream bubbler media um is that the one that is on sundays Sat- or, uh, on saturdays yeah. saturday you mean last night's show with ms Melissa? oh my god you have to talk about that show <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, this kind of goes back to my fun Tinseltown, you know, dream of being, um, you know, a Hollywood star. Um, <laughs> I've always, you know, Tinseltown was also like an interview show, which I wanted to be kind of like a cross between Oprah and a late night talk show, right. you know, kind of like an Ellen DeGeneres or, you know, something <laughs> like that. And I just, I love interviewing people and I like the whole idea of having a late night talk show where you have multiple guests. Yeah. So that is what I designed with, with last night's show with Ms. Meliz. <laughs> and I came up with the name because I wanted it to be like late night, but not exactly. And then I thought the shtick is that it's <laughs> because I'm always a day late and dollar short. You might get yesterday's views tonight because <laughs> that's just how my life is. You know, so come and watch last, you know, whatever happened last night, tonight. And I don't, it's a little confusing, but, but it's um, funny that way. It is funny and it's, it's fun. But the best thing about it is that um, it's kind of a recap of the week. We could talk about what other shows are on, what else we've done. And I say we because it's Bubbler Media. I have five partners who own Bubbler Media that I work with, but also Cindy and I do so much together that we kind of weave everything we do together. And so um, she helps me with last night's show and I help her with her shows. And so we just talk about, um, you know, whatever's gone on for that week. And then I like to bring on guests that maybe they didn't want to do inspiring adventures or maybe they're just, you know, have something that they want to um, promote kind of like on a last on a late night show where they somebody's got you know something they want to talk about and promote right. they you know yeah. just come on and um and so it's very fast it's 30 minutes everybody's <laughs> there for the whole time like kind of on the couch You're and right. you know we we just we have a great time and because of um uh, because the technology has gotten better i am able to have everybody on screen at the same time oh my gosh we're having a great time and then i've got my I met Michael C. Voice, who was the one of the announcers for um, the Never Settle show, and he's our announcer. And okay. so he does this great, like, Ed McMahon kind of thing at the beginning where he introduces the guests with his amazing voice, and then he says, and the fabulous Melissa Reyes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I just love it. And yeah. I had a similar announcer um, when I had my Tinseltown show, and so it's just a lot of fun. Well, you're obviously into a million things. I don't know how you find the time. But... I don't either. I have a full-time job on top of this. I know that that's true, and it's... I think I, I think people should um, look for you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Anchor. And what did I miss? Blogging, of course. So. Oh yeah. Well, you know, if you go to Instagram, it's Ms. Melissa. Mm -hmm. m-i-z-m-e-l-i-s-s-a and i have a link tree in my bio yeah. and, and I'm then going you to put can connect with here. everybody everything yeah. yeah yeah link tree is a really good resource by the way you can put all of your social media addresses so to speak yeah. in one page so i'm going to put your link tree link on this episode um, so people can find you everywhere in the, in the world. <laughs> Thank you. I use a link tree on anchor as well. And then on, it's Ms. Meliz on Twitter. And then Ms. Meliz LA is also, I'm also, you can find me various places with Ms. Meliz LA. So that's also me. Okay. 
So, you know, I can't guarantee that Ms. Maliz is always me, but yeah. Ms. Maliz LA is always me. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have our SNAP sisters. Oh, yes. Um, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I think that's a harmonious thing to talk about in the world. Um, Melissa and I are starting a new Anchor weekly show um, on the Snap Days station on Anchor, and it's called Snap Sisters. That's <laughs> and, right. And I have to give a nod to um, Karen of Bliss Bakery because she um, turned me on to that term for um, all the people that she would talk to on her uh, Snapchat oh, channel. And they were all looking for words that they could use to describe each other and and they uh, eventually came on um, you, you know, mean we're stealing snap. this from her? <laughs> well no, she, she's like, oh you're free to use it. Okay. And, and, and so, and I agreed with her. I'm going to call, because I, I didn't want to say pen pals, yeah. you know, of, of the people that we have friendships with online. It's hard to describe you know, in modern terms, yeah. you know, how you describe those friendships in the past, we would say pen pal right. and everybody knew where that fit in society, what a pen pal is. But would you call an online person who you feel very close to, very, you know, strong friendship with or a bond with? Mm -hmm. and, um, and so she said, well, we, we just say snap sister. <laughs> and I men can be it. snap sisters too. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I actually have a blog sister. And um, the reason is because her she's Maribel Reyes. And oh. when we met at a blogging conference, the very first one I ever went to, and we were, you know, at the same table or something, people started asking if we were sisters. <laughs> so uh, we had the same last name. We <laughs> were like, we just met. And right? it kind of stuck. And we, and we would, you know, send each other messages and say, hey, sister. And we just felt like that. And it just stuck. So, <laughs> um, but I have... You know how when you meet somebody and click in a certain way, it almost feels like a sister or someone. Right. You know, I always had that rapport with you from the first time I met you. So when you called me a snap sister, just like, yeah, all right, yeah. sisters. Yeah. I love it. It does work. And, and that's why, um, and we should probably have Karen as one of our first guests. Yeah. Um, the snap sister show is going to be um, just a fun weekly show where we kind of bounce off each other and our guest. And we're going to have our guest, whoever the guest is, pick a topic for us to talk about without telling us ahead of time. So it's going to be a big, huge surprise. And the rule is that we have to talk about that subject for that half hour show or however long it is. We choose half hour. Uh, we never said how long, but yeah, I think half hour is a good length of time. We've already gone over that. I think we're never going to stick to half an hour, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. But, you know, I have to say that this sounds like the easiest thing for me. When you said they get to pick the topic and all I have to do is show up and talk. <laughs> oh, okay. It's going to be great. You yeah, know? it's going to be fun because yeah. you never know what people are going to come up with. Yeah. And, the, you know, the best thing is that I did want to make this year a year of action and yes, and to collaborate with people. So to be able to have a weekly stint where I get to talk to you, Allison, yeah. I can't wait. This is going to be an amazing year. It thank is. You. It's going to be amazing. And thank you so much for being a guest well, on this World Harmony Project. Thank you so much. I really love talking about myself for an hour. <laughs> I do. I feel really good right now. Thank you. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see each other on so the internet. Sweet.
Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.